Hello, Madison. Welcome to the Wisconsin Energy Broadcast, a show about clean tech, renewable energy, and the ways this rapidly growing industry is changing how we think about power. The Wisconsin Energy Broadcast is a project of the Perpetual Notion Machine, heard on WORT 89.9 FM Madison. Now, here's your host, Heather Allen and Nan Fay. Hi there. Welcome to another episode of the Wisconsin Energy Broadcast. I'm very excited to be here in the studio. This is Heather, your host, with Jessica LeClaire. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Jessica? Hi, thanks so much for having me, Heather. I'm really just thrilled to be here. Great. Um, So I am a public health nurse. Um, I've worked as a public health nurse for about 13, 14 years. And I'm also um, a clinical instructor at UW-Madison School of Nursing. Excellent, excellent. And I should say that we first met when we both had different jobs. That's right. When I worked for the city and you worked for the county public health department. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, awesome. So um, tonight we're going to talk about a few different things. We're going to talk about a program that the city of Madison sponsors to help homeowners, businesses, and residents go solar. But we're also going to talk about um, health equity and how people can access the benefits of clean energy and how people are differently impacted by the consequences of, of fossil fuel energy. So um, could you just tell us a little bit to sort of set the stage, how you got interested in sustainability and the connections between health and climate and energy? Sure. It's a little bit of a long story, so I'll try to be brief no, for that's you. Fine. So, um, but I've always been interested, I think, in environmentalism, um, sustainability issues. My first degree is actually... Um, I got two majors in English and environmental studies. And so I uh, I became interested when I was at Oberlin College and just found myself taking classes and actually learned about solar energy um, in the 90s. And it seemed very um, unattainable but exciting mm-hmm. <laughs> at that time. Um, but I think I always sort of uh, yearned to understand more about the connection between people and place and that relationship. And um, through a a long winding journey, I found my way to public health nursing um, because it's population health and it's also looking at the connection between people and the health of their environment as well. Right. And so I think um, in my public health nursing journey, I always have been attuned to the environment and and looking for opportunities to help build that resilience and help build that connection to place um, because I've I've learned that you really can't have healthy people on a sick planet. So you really need to have... Right. Um, a healthy environment for people to live in. So right. I think that um, really it was through my direct work um, in Madison neighborhoods, working with communities to build that resilience that I first um, really saw the health impacts of climate change hitting yeah. Madison about 10 years ago. Do you want to say a little bit more about that? You know, What do those climate impacts look like? Sure. So overall, um, as many people know, Madison's becoming warmer and wetter um, with more extreme uh, weather events. And so uh, I think for me, um, the light bulb really went off back in 2011 when I was working in the north side of Madison on youth violence, actually, Mm -hmm. um, doing deep neighborhood engagement. And it was at a community meeting where the local um, elementary school principal said, you know, Kids from this neighborhood have been coming to school more and more sick over the last few years. We're seeing more respiratory issues, early onset asthma. What's going on? And, of course, the parents who have the most lived expertise of right. of um, living in, in these types of neighborhoods said, you know, um, ever since the massive flooding in 2008, our kids never fully recovered. And... Um, 
and the, in fact, our basements um, are still f- uh, filled with mold, increasingly more mold, and are, uh, they're boarded up now um, because there's different levels of care in, yeah. the, in the apartments. Um, yeah. And so uh, that was really validated, I think, um, for the families to have that being recognized by the principal. But then as a community, as myself, as a nurse, I was really stuck with the question of what, what can we do right. to address these health issues? Right. Um, because every time it rains, it pours. And um, and we're having more and more flooding events as well. Yeah, I mean, last summer was sort right. of unbelievable on the isthmus. Right. Um, and and we'll keep our fingers crossed mm-hmm. for how how things go over the next couple of months. Okay. Well, thank you. That sets the stage very nicely. Um, so um, I also want to mention I th- you're on the Sustainable Madison Committee. Mm-hmm. And um, how long have you been involved in that group? Almost one year. Okay. Okay. So you've been yeah. involved in the, the the climate action plan or what's the name the of the Sustainable plan? Madison Report. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the resolution. Yes. Yeah. Yes. To do 100% renewable energy. Right. So that's really exciting. So one of the ways the city of Madison has um, advanced their renewable energy goal is by investing in helping homeowners um, mm-hmm. and other types of organizations like businesses and nonprofits go solar. So full disclosure, before I was involved in this or before I worked for Renew Wisconsin, I went solar with Madison in back in 2016 mm-hmm. um, at, at my new-to-me place at the time, and, and I had a wonderful experience. But I'd want to sort of talk a little bit about that program and your experience, because you just went solar with Madison, mm-hmm. and, and so we can share with people how that works. Um, just for background, Madison is a program that the city of Madison sponsors to... Um, help make it easy, make it simple to go solar, to make it uh, really user-friendly and um, to make it affordable. So the Madison program provides a free solar assessment. It provides education to the homeowner, um, provides referrals to vetted solar installers that are local and have um, um, stellar reputations, provides support and advice along the way, and a pre-negotiated price. So you don't have to worry that you're um, not getting the best price in town because... If you go with the program, you are. So what inspired you to go solar and to sign up for Madison? Right. Well, um, I really felt uh, deeply it was important to live my beliefs and my values. And so um, I am very anxious about climate change, and I wanted to not contribute, continue to contribute to it in as much as possible. So um, honestly, um, as a member of Summit Credit Union was where I first saw, read about the Madison oh, program yeah. because okay. um, it was through Summit Credit Union originally. Okay. And so I started researching it and thinking about it. Um, and then I also, I don't think I told you this, but I heard your first podcast where you s- no. talked about your experience. No way. Yes. And I thought, well, if Heather did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so glad. hopefully my story can help encourage others as oh, well, because great. it was is really helpful to hear your personal story and journey doing it. So that really thought, okay, I'm going to okay. do this and contact <laughs> Renew and, and Madison and and take that plunge. And so it's just been a wonderful experience. Good. Yeah. Oh, that's, it's everything comes full <laughs> <That's> circle. <right. laughs> okay. So can you tell us a little bit about the process? How did it, what was the first step? Sure. Um, well, and you might have to help jog my memory too, mm-hmm. but um, last year I filled out the form. There was that online form, yep. which is really easy. And this was actually right before I met Sam, because Sam is also on the Sustainable Madison Committee, yes. um, representing Renew and himself. Um, and so then uh, he reached out and sort of just explained the whole process, which was really nice to have someone do that. Um, they did the inspection and said our roof is, you know, perfect for, mm-hmm. for solar. Oh, nice. Um, we did 
decide to wait to actually reach out first until we got a new roof because we wanted that to be aligned. Okay. Um, our, our roof was ready to be replaced. Okay. And so um, we actually got a metal roof, which uh, does oh, work great very uh, nice. with solar. Yeah. So I was really happy that, you know, Sam was very reassuring. <laughs> so they were able that. to just clip onto the seams. Yes. That you didn't have to drill through the roof. That's nice. I think. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Right. And so um, after that assessment and, and saying that we were all good, then they made the connection to full spectrum solar for us. Uh-huh. Um, and that was also a great experience, too. Good. Um, and they were able to do it in winter. So we when got did our, you actually get them installed? We got them installed in February. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So so this spring and summer was your first time right. really generating a lot of power. Yeah. We've had them for a few months now. Okay. So. Yeah, I saw yeah. your Facebook post about generating your air conditioning with with solar power. It feels so good. <laughs> it I does. mean, I mean, I'm, we're having warmer heat waves, right? Yes. That's, that's all a part of our climate disruption, and it, it does feel good to be able to use our air conditioning and know that it's powered by the sun and not fossil fuels. Yeah, my favorite thing to do with my solar panels, um, because I've become a clean energy <laughs> dork, is I really like to. I I have an electric lawnmower, and I like to plug yeah, it in too. on mm-hmm. a weekend, on a sunny day. Nice. You have one too, did yeah, you say? Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's great. And and so then I take I unplug it, and mm-hmm. I put the battery into the lawnmower, and I mow around, and mm-hmm. I just feel so good because there yes. was no coal was burned. Right. And I paid it because I'm on time of use rates. I paid a cheaper rate for that electricity. Right. So because nice. I charge it on the weekend. So right. it's really, it's can be, it become, can become like a fascinating hobby almost right. to be like, how am I using my energy? Right. When am I generating energy? Yeah. How much does it cost? It's pretty fun. It's it a fun be- topic of a conversation with our kids too, yeah. because, you know, at nighttime, we know we're not really using the sun to, right. so we, you know, do we really need to have this light on? Do we yeah. turn the lights off? And our kids are on it, so. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty engaged. That's great. Okay, so um, let me just tell folks the website if they're interested in exploring this program. Um, it's madisunsolar.com, madisonsolar.com. And I homeowners have about um, two weeks exactly to uh, re- still register for the program for this year. Um, so I'd encourage folks to check that out. So have you seen any difference in your electric bills this summer versus last summer? Yeah, actually, um, my husband Dave and I just compared that because I was interested to Uh see. And there's about a $75 difference between the summer and last summer. Um, Again, last month. Yeah. Yeah. um, Around this time last year. But of course, we also um, have become more conscious uh, about um, active transportation and trying to to not drive. Um, And and I say that because we have two, we now have two plug-in electric vehicles and so we are conscious about using electricity but we're also wanting to not use and not have to plug in our cars as much as possible because we want to take the bus or or bike to work and things like that so yeah it's easier to kind Mm of um measure how much power you're using when it's all just electricity right or it's all on your utility bill versus the gasoline in your car right um so have you can i ask have you gone to time of use rates um, we have not. I don't believe we've done that. Okay. Yet. So this is just a PSA for you and anybody okay. who's listening. Yeah. Um, time of use rates um, applies to almost every utility. And what it is is that you pay a higher retail rate for power that you use Monday through Friday from like 8 or 9 a.m. until about 8 or 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, than you do in the evenings and the weekends and the holidays. So if you have an electric vehicle, there can be a real 
financial incentive to shift to time of use rates because if you charge your vehicle at night, you're going to pay a significantly lower rate and that's going to be a, a major bulk of your electricity. Mm-hmm. If you have two electric vehicles, mm-hmm. a lot of your power a lot of your power bill is going towards powering your electric vehicle. So something to explore. Yeah, and we I think we have discussed that and it's sort of the the challenge of, you know, knowing that when we're plugging in our car, that electricity is coming directly from the sun yep. versus at night, if we're plugging in our car, it's not coming from the sun or solar panels. Yes. And so we've opted to charge during the day. Sure. We only charge it maybe you know once or twice a week or so because we know that yeah. it's all coming yeah. from the sun. And, yeah. and honestly, even doing that, we're still net producers. We're producing so much electricity and energy that we're net producers. Okay. And um, and so it's just great. Our, our bill is very low now. Good still, for you. So Good we're happy you. with it. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. Um, so what advice would you give to someone who's considering going solar? I would say go for it. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, w- I wish we had done it sooner. But again, we wanted to make sure that, you know, we could get the roof that we wanted and get all that squared away. That's smart. So really, you know, if you can align getting a new roof with solar panels, um, that would be the way to go, I think. Yeah. But um, the process was extremely quick. I mean, when we had full spectrum come out and do the actual installation, that was maybe a, a two-day job. It was yeah. it was very fast. Yeah, I would say mine, mine as well was day and a half. And I should say, so the two solar installers selected um, by Renew Wisconsin through an RFP open bid process to do the Madison project are um, full spectrum solar, as you mentioned, and then uh, Midwest Renew, Renewable Energy. So Midwest Solar. Sorry, <laughs> Midwest Solar. So those are the two companies. Um, so we've talked a little bit about roofs. Mm-hmm. Um, what can you tell me about what makes a property good, a good candidate for solar? Well, my understanding is that south facing is really the best. Um, yes. And that's what our roof is. And if it's not shaded, that's even better. So full right. access to the sun for as long as possible. Right. Right. And, um, and and we've mentioned roof repair. If you right. if you have any concerns about your roof, it's ideal. It would be ideal to repair them or replace your roof before putting solar on because your solar system can last 25 years. Panels are warranted for 25 years in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so how about the cost? Did you mm-hmm. um, do you kind of have a sense of your out of pocket costs versus your rebates and your tax credits? Um. I don't have those numbers in my head right now, okay. but we did go through the loan program. So okay. we're paying maybe, uh, I think it's like 112 a month right now, Okay, which is not bad for us. Okay, It's it's doable. And then we're looking forward to, um, Sam from Madison did explain that the tax rebate, how yeah. to do that. Yeah. So we're looking forward to doing that. To oh, get, yeah. To getting the tax rebate. So, oh, yeah. Um, because we got it this year. You did. We would then get the rebate next year sure so april of next in year. april of next year yeah yeah yep that rebate is worth 30 percent mm-hmm. if you install solar this year um or get the solar um, contracted and, and the initial construction done this year so it's uh it's a that tax credit is ramping down over time it's going to be 26 percent mm. rebate in 2020 and then a 22 percent rebate in 2021 so for homeowners who, who are seeking to get that full tax credit and make the most of um the rebate or the the tax credit this would definitely be the year right. to um, take advantage of that so we uh, when when renew is talking about residential solar in general um we explain that when you combine the tax credit and then the focus on energy rebate which can be worth um approximately two thousand dollars for the project 
or 12% of the project, um, you'll reduce the total out of pocket or the total price of the project by at least a third. Mm -hmm. And so um, you want to talk carefully with your solar installer about all those rebates and the tax credits and how it all works um, to get a real sense of, of the value of the project. Okay, so a um, couple more like fact, facts to know about. The city also provides a rebate for businesses that are going solar. Um, so there's a there's a, a business uh, rebate, and that that will run through 2019. So for any businesses that are listening, business owners or people who know business owners who've been thinking about going solar, this is a great way to do it too. So we would encourage you to check that out. But um, that still leaves a pocket of the population who don't have access to solar, be they people who live in multifamily buildings or um, they are a nonprofit organization. It's difficult for those types of entities to take advantage of solar. And so we know that um, there's inequitable access mm -hmm. to clean energy mm -hmm. um, in that sense. So new for this year, the city of Madison has created something called the Backyard Solar Grant. And it's... Um, $40,000 of new funding for uh, nonprofit organizations and affordable housing um, developments, be they for-profit or non-profit, um, to apply for grants to put solar on those properties, which is really exciting. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. That's really important. We don't want to leave anyone behind on this clean energy revolution. Right. So that's great. <laughs> right. So um, so that's a brand new grant. Um, please tell your friends. Yeah. The application period closes um, also mid-August. So check out madisonsolar.com to find that opportunity. And that sort of brings us back to the question of, you know, all the different elements of health equity. Mm-hmm and climate equity and energy equity. So, you know, you've got the access to the clean energy itself, but then there's the disparate impacts of the effects of mm -hmm. climate change, but there's also um, the jobs conversation. Mm -hmm. Have you have you looked at all at the issue of clean energy jobs and um, explored that at all? Well, not necessarily, but I know that there's a number of different programs and solar installation programs. As, in fact, I believe that Madison has a solar yes. installation pro a job program that's yeah. really beneficial. Yeah, the city of Madison right. offers a trainings, uh, like a, a, a training program uh, on the job, mm -hmm. apprenticeship type training for um, people to get on rooftops or get on city projects and install solar um, as part of the engineering divisions team. And that we had some of the people on mm -hmm. the show who who do that program, really diverse crowd. And um, they learn a lot of skills and, and it's wonderful because um, solar solar installers and um, wind, wind operators mm -hmm. are actually some of the fastest growing jobs. Mm -hmm. And I think Madison College is also taking advantage of that. I believe that they have a program for... Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Madison College has amazing training yes. for um, all sorts of renewable energy type careers. And they have the biggest rooftop solar project yes. in the state of Wisconsin. Yes, they do. And, um, and it's a great training and teaching opportunity um, for folks who want to just learn more about how to do a, big, a really right. big project. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but... Um, the city and county of Milwaukee have both recently um, agreed to create a joint task force on climate and um, equity and cli it's climate and and jobs and equity. I did not know that. You I'll have to look that? into that. No, it's that's exciting. <laughs> it's brand new. So they have six months 
this joint city county task force and we both know how complicated mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. running such a task force might be <laughs> um, <laughs> to figure out how to um, bring the benefits of clean energy especially the jobs to um, diverse population mm-hmm. in Milwaukee County Milwaukee City and to address the clean energy goals of, of both those local governments so that's a really exciting development right yeah, um, yeah. and in that conversation I always wonder how what people are discussing in terms of energy efficiency as well. And right. and when I think back to um, my experience as a public health nurse, you know, we have an affordable housing crisis. Yep. Uh, quality of housing is also a major issue. And so um, I think that looking at energy efficiency and improving the, the housing stock can go a really long way as well and, and not to leave that out of, of part of the clean energy conversation too. Right. Right. So. And the majority of clean energy jobs, when we um, look at those jobs mm-hmm. reports, those are actually energy efficiency oh, jobs. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 So um, can you tell us a little bit more about sure, your work in nursing and your interest in, you know, where do you want to see um, our local community taking initiative mm-hmm. on health equity? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, again, um, in terms of linking it back to the environment, I think there's lots of opportunities that that public health nurses have because we are in communities and working with people that are already weathered, so to speak, by health and racial inequities and in those environments. And we and we have these stories to share. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, part of the reason why I expanded my practice into academia was to really sort of bring these tools and resources to nurses that are heading into the field. Um, at the time, this was, again, you know, almost 10 years ago, I felt like there weren't many resources for nurses to get involved in mm-hmm. a lot of these issues. Um, and that's when I found the Alliance of Nurses for Healthy Environments, which is the only national environmental health nursing association that oh, we have in the United that's States. Interesting. Yeah. And I'm um, right now I'm co-chair of their Global Nurses Climate Change Committee, where we're connecting with nurses not only across the nation but internationally as well to really learn about what are the what are these nurses nursing interventions that we can do to promote environmental justice and so um, I'm bringing a lot of these tools into the classroom right now so that nurses going into the field and they're graduating do understand and uh, know how to address environmental inequities and how they can perpetuate health inequities that we're seeing in the same populations that we're working with every day so um, that's fascinating. Yeah, that's my interest. Yeah. Do you have Do you have an example of of you know like a policy or a practice that that nurses can take into the field to address some of these issues? Well, a really um, easy practice is actually um, healthcare without harm, mm-hmm. which is are you familiar with them? They're an organization yes, that works I with just, hospitals and health systems. I've just become familiar. Okay. With them. Yeah. So they just very easily um, nurses that are even working in acute care or chronic care settings can use these tools that they just published actually, which talks about all the different health effects of, of climate change on huh. for individuals and families and it really helps I think validate the lived experience that people have in their day-to-day lives yeah so for example they just um, are really pushing right now their patient and family teaching tools around um, heat um, okay you know heat illness and and how to keep your family safe and things like that and these are the tools that nurses can use in their day-to-day work so that I think is a really tangible example that um, even new graduates or even uh, students can use in their clinical sites when they're working with with patients right. and just to again validate those lived experiences is pretty important that's fascinating yeah, yeah i actually just heard of of mm-hmm. healthcare without harm um the first time about a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. 
And um, that's a really cool organization. And certainly we've worked with Wisconsin Environmental Health Network, mm-hmm. um, which are um, medical providers who work on a variety of mm-hmm. environmental environmental health issues. So that's, mm-hmm. that's really exciting. So what yeah. kind of reception do you get um, when you bring these types of issues up in the classroom? I'm sure it's a little un unorthodox to to talk about some of this stuff not really i was i was actually surprised um by some of the comments from the students they were saying things like we were waiting to when our school was going to talk about climate change okay and so the story that i'm hearing is that a lot of the you know this is a younger generation sure and uh they really don't know anything different okay they, they grew up with climate change and I think it's refreshing to hear that, yes, this is a health issue, and this is something that we can incorporate into our daily practice as nurses, and it's our responsibility because I, we're practicing with social justice as one of our core values. It's in our code of ethics, and um, it's absolutely within our role too yeah. to address these issues. So, um, And then as nurses become more comfortable in their role, um, you know, a lot of us are moving to um, bring some of these stories up to the policy arena, too. And so when there's opportunities for municipalities to, you know, there's a lot of municipalities working climate action plans, like you mentioned. Lacrosse just committed right. to renewable energy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So nurses can, I think, bring some of these powerful stories and experiences of working with patients, families, communities, neighborhoods, what they're seeing in their day to day. And it really helps us feel like we can make a contribution too, and, yeah. and do something with all this information that we have as nurses. So, yeah, because you're actually yeah. you're bringing a really unique perspective right. to the, mm-hmm. the policy conversation well this has truly been wonderful thank you jessica for taking the time to to be with us tonight um so so if folks want to get more involved in the health equity issue but they're not a nurse or a doctor what how would you recommend people get participate in that um there's a really great um website called the healthequityguide.org mm-hmm. with lots of great recommendations of you know best practice strategies lots of case studies lots of examples of what um, cities and counties are doing across the nation okay and I think that if people want to check out the healthequityguide.org that's a great place to really start to get some ideas of how they can get involved and what are some success stories that we can replicate here too awesome awesome okay well we've covered a lot tonight um, if you're going to go solar, do it now and do go it. with madisonsolar.com <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um, and check out, say that website again for the health equity Healthequityguide.org. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very, that's, that's very concise. That's perfect. <laughs> so thanks for um, being with us tonight. Um, we hope you're enjoying this beautiful Madison evening and this gorgeous weather. Thanks to our engineer, Kevin. And um, stay tuned for radio literature. And one brief announcement. We do the science show every Thursday. Um, The first Thursday of the month is about energy, and um, we are always looking for volunteers. We're looking for people to help produce the shows, host the shows. We will teach you everything you need to know. Um, You can email science at wartfm.org, or you can email wisconsin.energy.broadcast at gmail.com if you're interested in that, and um, or call the station at 608-256-2001 and become a part of this science community. Thank you.